podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Long lost cousins and ex girlfriends, like that ain't that's an extra distraction. So he wanted to go to Cleveland, Ohio. Fine, and you know he'd be very familiar with the the hospital, maybe where he was born at. <laughs> go right there and get stitched up and patched up and pat on the back. So you think he's bit off more than you can shoot? You guys think he's bit off more than you can shoot? What do you think is going to happen on the 29th? I think he's going to get knocked out. I think I'm going to throw, throw punches at him that he hasn't seen before. I'm going to hit him in places that I know he don't want to be hit at. And I feel like when it comes down to just the bare essentials, we're not talking about drip or a counter necklace or all these things that build a fight. That's dope. I love it, too. I like to get drippy, too. But at the end of the day, we're talking about fighting. Who's done more of it? Who's been at the highest level for a long time? You know what I mean? Who's faster? Who's stronger? He can't. Youth only plays a part if you're fast and strong. You're not. Then what are we talking about? Tyron, let us know what you think about him continuously not being able to pronounce your first name. That's that's Dana White never pronounced my name right, (laughs) (laughs) and he signed my check. So at the end of the day, um, it's like once again I just don't like allow small things to bother me. Like. Tyrone, Tyrone, you started with a T, it don't matter. I know you I know you talking to. You seem calm and collective. He's obviously loud, brash and everything. Perfect conflict of style. How are you two guys going to mesh in the ring? I mean, I don't feel like I'm calm and collective. I feel like I'm just saying the truth. And when you're saying the truth, you don't have to get your energy involved. I'm really saying what I mean, I mean what I say. He's saying what he feels is what he should say or what everybody else says. Or I seen this guy, he did it this way. And he's making his whole his whole image based upon everybody that did this, they did it right, they did this, they wore this, they talked like this, they were confident this way, they had these kind of antics. And he just compiled a whole stew full of all the clout that everybody's done. For me, I've been here. This ain't my first. This ain't my first bag. I've been at the top. So he's pretty much trying to take a little bit from the Floyd Mayweather playbook. Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor playbook. You know, uh, freaking what's the dude from Rocky? Everybody. Uh, Apollo. Yeah. Clover Lane. <laughs> Clover Lane and, and uh, Drago. Everybody. You know what I mean? And he would be silly not to. So. That's why I say he don't bother me. He's doing what he thinks he's supposed to do. And I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. Now, this fight has been signed for a while. So, have you actually gotten phone calls, text messages, DMs from anybody that actually really wants you to just completely dismantle him? I mean, that's what I said. Like, my, my, my shit's been flooded with everybody and their mama. People that I know didn't even fuck with me when I was doing MMA. All of a sudden, it's like, I know I didn't like you in MMA, but you got to knock him out. And I'm like, why do people gotta knock him out because he's made you feel a certain type of way now if i allow him to make me feel the same type of way now he may be get in there i think that's how he won those fights he got into those guys heads Tyron, uh, with mayweather what uh corrections did he make uh, that maybe you you weren't seeing yourself that you were doing in the ring for uh, in, in your style jake is a fan of mine he's gonna watch this video you think i'm really gonna tell you what floyd mayweather showed me in the gym Good you gotta ask though, right? I appreciate the I appreciate the journalism. But I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna keep that. Uh, keep that in the toolbox. Well, you have more uh, more time with Floyd in the gym in preparation for. For sure, drop. for sure, definitely. And, and more importantly, I got full access to his camp. So I'm in Miami training with Pedro Diaz at um, the Muhammad Ali training system, and um, GT Gerald is the one that's been training Floyd, uh, Adrian Broner, Javante Davis, um, the entire system of boxing that they run. Um, he's very, he's like maybe one of the top coaches out of the system. So he lives in Miami. And Floyd said, you know, 
I need you to stay here. You can't don't you can't take trips. I want you to be in Miami. When Tyra needs you every day, I need you to be there. So having Floyd is great. And it's even more important for you guys. And if you guys want to watch a little bit of training, make sure you guys go to the Champ Camp episode two, and you can see a little time up. Um, subscribe to the channel as well. So T would listen. Obviously, when you left the hey KB, first off, how you doing? So listen, obviously when you left, a lot of people considered, hey, maybe you're going to go sign at Bellator, maybe you'll fight for PFL, maybe you'll fight somewhere else for MMA. So were those offers on the table? Was that a consideration? Or did you know straight away that you wanted to come over to do some boxing? Um, I knew before I even fought my last fight that I wanted to be a free agent. I knew I wanted to go out and uh, put on a great performance where people remember. Sometimes people forget, so I want to remind them of how dangerous I am and what I was going to do. Um, the boxing thing was on the table. Nothing was really off the table, but I told my manager, I said, give me, give me a couple weeks. I want to just sit here and like take my mind off of fighting and everything. It's been a long journey for me. In the last couple of years especially, it's been kind of long and hard. So I said, give me a couple of weeks so I can really just take my mind off and just reset. And I come back and he hit me up like, hey, I got to... Now, yeah, give me another week. And he's like, ah, because, you know, you want to you get somebody placed, especially when you don't, it's like a lot of uncertainty. And I think patience is everything. Patience is virtue. So um, this came about, and I wasn't really there to, like, for the cloud. I wasn't there to, like, try to put myself in the mix. I was there to support my dog. And guess what? Something transpired that got people excited, and they wanted to watch this fight. So for me, um, all those options are still on the table. But I really would like to go out there and be, the first real, true, and pure free agent, combat sport athlete. So I can fight anywhere. UFC want me to fight somebody? Let's do it. I may not sign a 10, 20 fight deal, but if you want me to go and beat up on Israel, let's do it. You know what I mean? I'm down. You know what I mean? And and after this fight, those offers, don't be surprised. UFC's going to call me. I promise you that. And they're going to want me to fight somebody. And I'll have no hard feelings. And if, it, if the price is right, somebody will catch the fade. Pretty cool. Yeah. And now, listen, I, I have to ask, obviously. Um, and I knew about this fight in the, in the dressing room. You were asking me about yes. it. We was working at the desk together, yeah. and I couldn't say nothing about it. It's okay. You know what I mean? But, but I knew about this fight at that time. I get it. I, I understand. Um, I have to ask you because of what just happened with Connor. You know, your flame was really hot for a long time. Right. So it was Connor's, right? Now he's on this bit of a skid. He's had some hard luck. You have real perspective on situations like yeah. this now. So what would you say to him? I said this to somebody else, one of my buddies is um, in his in his respective lane, he's very well respected and um, he posted a post like, oh, I think it's time for Connor to hang it up, you know what I mean? Um, he's, he's done great for the sport, you know, I think it's time. It ain't nobody's job, a position to tell another fighter when it's time to walk away. Connor's been at the top for a very long time. He got injured, he got lost, but he's beat a lot of people up. I mean, a lot of people have been injured on his on his watch. So it's up to him. Like, yeah, he's made money. Yeah, he's done a lot of stuff. I honestly wouldn't tell him anything. Whatever his heart desires to do. If you want to keep fighting, if you want to fight a super fight, if you want to switch weight classes, if you want to do whatever, he's in position to do that. Do I think he's old and can't fight and he's his time has passed him up? No. That first fight against, um, I mean, sorry, the second fight against Dustin, they both look amazing. And I'm not the number one Conor fan. But when I watched that fight, I saw an amazing fight. And I saw Dustin Poirier, the old version of when we sat there and broad, you know what I mean? Maybe he got clipped, but he went for a takedown. And then he started chopping at the legs. Conor was looking great earlier in that fight. So this second time around, we didn't see much of it just because of the injury, but it happened. So how do we, how do we just take his whole career and 
we sit back from a spectator standpoint and tell him what he should do because he got injured. No, whatever he want to do, he's going to do. And last question, how much different for you, how fun is it for you to be able to go to practice now and not have to wrestle, Man. even though you've been doing that all your life? <laughs> See, you a real OG to even bring that up because the wrestling is the bullshit. I'm going to be real. I wrestled for <laughs> a living for a long time. That's the hardest part. You go to American Top Team on Monday, you see everybody's face. It's not the smiley smiley. Everybody's like, what's Mako gonna have us do? You know, so for me, wrestling has always been, it's been my secret weapon. I trained a lot of it in training camps, more for conditioning and, and mindset, and, and just to know that if I needed to, I could, but it wasn't my favorite. And that's where I started, that was my bread and butter. Um, it's just so much static strength. You never really break uh, from trying to advanced position and grabbing and clinching and pushing and pulling and defending and then you got to go back and you know be offensive so um the seven minutes in wrestling man you feel like a lifetime because anything can happen in such a fast-paced deal that it's a huge refresher that i don't have to worry about somebody kicking me in the leg i don't have to worry about you know um, being on the ground not being on the ground wrestling taking my fucking down you know and i'm not going to take him down i'm not going <laughs> to accidentally take him down i'm not going to accidentally kick him in the leg you know I me mean? i might pump fake it you know just to get his attention but i'm not going to do it in real life Thank you, Tyler, and, uh, what, what do you think about uh, Oliveira versus uh, Poirier? It seems like that's the next fight at, at 155 for the championship. I, I'm off the grid, man. I'm sent out the way. I'm only really focused on my fight August 29th. So. Uh, you picked Pedro Diaz as your boxing coach. Why, mm -hmm. why was that? You know, uh, my manager told me to come out to Florida. I was actually already out there for the press, and they, they, I needed to train. So they sent me up at the gym to train, and I went there. And Pedro wasn't there at the time. He was out of town cornering somebody. And I was supposed to leave on that Sunday. And then it was like, oh, well, he want to train you, but he's not in town. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe next time. And I wasn't really adamant, you know. South Florida, for me, I, I spent so many years down there with American Top Team that it's not the first place I'm trying to go to because it just, like, I was there for so long, you know. Um, but I, something told me just stay one more day. So I switched my fight. And then I trained with him. It wasn't so much that we did something I've never seen before, but it was a spirit and it was a commitment. His first thing he said, you know, and we don't speak a lot of, you know, English, like, Spanish, yeah. it's straight up, you know what I'm talking about, fucking do it. You know what I mean, you don't try to play with me, you know, I key, I key, get your butt over here. So, so he basically, um, the spirit that was in that gym, and I didn't even know it was a Muhammad Ali center, and everybody that know me, Muhammad Ali is like an idol to me. He's like only the person I really like, him and Mike Tyson, that I really looked up and held in that regard. And um, I had on a Muhammad Ali shirt, randomly, because that's what I box in. I had a Muhammad Ali backpack, and they sent me the pen to this address, to this gym, and I get there, and I'm like, oh, where am I at? And I finally get there, and I start walking toward the door, and I look up, and it said Muhammad Ali Training Center. And automatically, I got goosebumps, you know what I mean? He trained there. They built the hill over there because he wanted to run hills. They built a hill for him to run a hill in the park. So I felt like the spirit that was in there, I mean, obviously, Pedro, his intensity, his um, planning. He got every single workout. Even right here, he got my workouts for every day while I'm here. Um, his attention to detail, and he went back. All the Vitor Belfort, all the Tyrone Spong, all the Reagan Dow, all the Miguel Cotto. He got and documented their training day by day, what they're gonna do, the tapering, it's all with a plan. So I, I enjoy that because for a long time in my career, I was I was a, I was a, the person in the kitchen deciding when we stopped the rounds, decided what we was gonna do today. And I coached myself all the way to 2015 before I linked up with Duke and um, Dean Thomas, I was coaching myself. So just have the ability to go in the gym 
and get sound work and be pushed to a level that I ain't been pushed in a long time. And the camaraderie, and the family, they call it the family team. So that just really blended well. As a wild card vet, I gotta ask you, man, what do you think about uh, Pacquiao versus Spence? I really not focus on any fights, my man, besides this one. You know what I mean? Tyron, about the about the beard, man. Do you have to shave it off for this fight? And will it be bittersweet if you have to? No. Why would I have to shave it off for this fight? Oh, uh -uh. you got a beard? You gonna shave yours off? No. Man, they gonna be, be pushing that up on my beard. I'm <laughs> <laughs> shining right now too, especially with that light on. It. Uh, um, I've always had a beard. And they connect too. You can take an alcohol swab. There's no Beijing. <laughs> the um, fibers are gonna come off. What's your it's a full beard. Um, I use, you know, a lot of people don't want to wash their beard for some reason. They don't want to comb it. You got to wash, you got to comb it, and quit hanging on to length. If it's long and it's dead ends, you can see right through like it's a um, piece of tissue paper, shave it off. So for me, I just try to use, um, you know, like coconut oil and stuff like that. I wash it regularly, I comb it regularly, and even if I don't wash it, I always try to condition it because um, that keeps it tight and right. And plus, when I sweat, when I sweat a lot, my beard is like super healthy. Sorry. Random, um, but I know they appreciate it. I know Jake's your opponent and everything, but he's been very public about the UFC and fighter pay in particular. Do you um, agree with what he's saying about uh, basically UFC fighters aren't paid enough? And is this bring, is this a positive thing that he's bringing to light? Man, I haven't really watched a lot of it. I've seen some couple, uh, he has some points that made a lot of sense. Um, I don't even want to really speak on it because the thing that we got a problem with in the UFC is that we were put against each other so much, there's no unity. Like when people are thinking about unit, union and everything about all this other stuff, we talk to bite each other's head off. So even if he is right, are we going to stand up? Are everybody going to get together and kumbaya and hold hands and make a, make a difference? They're not. They're going to be excited about Dana White liking them and send them a text message and they're going to do whatever they feel like they need to do. I feel like I was paid very well. I got, you know, I had some big paydays. Um, I was able to show the world I was the best. I have five world titles um, on my shelf to prove it. And for me, my mom told me, enter everything with decency and order and exit the same way. I don't have no problems with the UFC. Me and Dana White, we don't talk every day. I'm not, I'm not freaking at his parties. But at the end of the day, he got my respect and I think I got his. Tyrone, have you spoken to Dana about this fight? No, I haven't spoken about this fight. Yeah. No, I apologize. I got here late. I uh, mm -hmm. just want to get your thoughts on, on the tattoo pad, you know. I mean, last time he bad me, and it sounded appetizing, like I said, mm -hmm. but I just didn't want to let him. <laughs> you ain't paying me. You got a purse on. How you going to double my purse and you weren't a purse? Get out of here with that. So at the end of the day, you know, I am confident in the fight, and he want to bet so bad. He's such a kid. And I just, I just did it because one, I'm confident I'm gonna win. Two, because otherwise he's gonna keep wanting to bet every single time. I think that's his way to try to distract you and try to like play the mental warfare. So I just say yeah, because I'm do not you, losing. Do you think he'll go through with it? Of course he is. What is gonna hurt him to put a legend on his body? <laughs> no. And talking with him, he feels that you won't go through with it. I, have I ever not been a man of my word? So, so you've you had a Hall of Fame career. Then you did some commentating. Why take on this fight? Why not? It's a fight. Some of these, some of these fights are, you know, just for the spectacle. This is a real fight. You gonna say it's not a real fight? You know, he's training hard. He's athletic. He's big. He got power. He got knockout ability. They think he's younger. He's confident for some reason. He's selling it, right? This is this is. Why wouldn't I take this fight? Is he overconfident? Is as a boxer or a fighter, you got to be confident in your skills. Do you think he's overconfident? And then how do you plan to take advantage of that? I try not to think, because think already is uncertain. 
So if I'm thinking myself and I want to enter in your brain and think what you're thinking, I ain't got time to waste. I don't care how confident he is. Really, it's about me. I can watch, it's very limited film on what he's doing anyway. He hasn't really trained or fought for very long, so I can't go back in archives. And if you watch his video, it's, it's nothing but like a girls gone wild sizzler reel. It ain't no training. He ain't showing what he's doing. He ain't showing his drills. He ain't letting me see if he's dropping his hands or if his feet crossing when he circles a certain direction. No. He's showing woo, 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 lifestyle cars, ah, turning up, shoot money in there. Ah, cool, because that's what we want to see. That's what building the fight. That's why I'm going to make a bag on a pay-per-view. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm assuming, all I can do is assume. I'm assuming he's taking it seriously and training hard. So with that being said, if you can't, there's really nothing for you to go on. How how are you training for the fight? Are you just working on your skills, your fight skills particularly? How are you going into this fight? I'm training through the fight. I'm training to build a strong foundation to be a boxer that's very competitive and chasing the world title in boxing. That's my goal. I want to make that very clear. I'm not here for one fight. I'm not here for a payday. Um, anything I do, I want to be the best in the world. I never got into the UFC and wanted to make it to the UFC. I never got into MMA just trying to exist and go to the club and tell some girl I was a uh, pro MMA fighter. No, I wanted to be the world champion. When I got to the belt, I wanted to be the greatest ever. Last that was my question. Kid. Tyron, this might sound like a funny question, but I'm just curious. You mentioned that a lot of people are telling you, please knock this cat out. But then, like, some of the people that have reached out to you that are, that are pretty famous that have told you, like, hey, man, I'm rooting for you, or please knock this guy out. A lot of people have, but, you know, they could be reaching out to him, and I don't want to put them on blast. So, you know how you know how this industry is, very fickle, very flaky. So a lot of people, you know, people that you would be surprised at, but um, 20, 30, 40 celebrities, you know, A-list celebrities have got to beat them. we got to gotta knock them out, man, please, I'm tired to do. Yeah, so, but at the end of the day, I don't really take on that. I got to beat them because I got to beat them. And if you guys benefit from it, then Merry Christmas. Is Pedro Diaz having you do ice baths over here too? Huh? Is Pedro Diaz oh, for sure. I need to go do an ice bath right now. So, all right, guys, be blessed. Thank, Thank you. I love you. Sports Social Podcast Network.